0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Spot Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric.
1: Hey, Jeff. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine, Eric. Thank you. So, Eric, a very strange week in the precious metals market. Firstly, let's take a look at the Swiss referendum and the effects on gold's prices earlier in the week due to the perception of the referendum. What are your thoughts on that, Eric?
1: Well, quite frankly, I thought it was a very exciting uh, start uh, to the week. We had the um, referendum, which was soundly trounced, uh, which I think well before you know, the actual vote, it seemed like the, uh, the yes vote would, would come, come in as a loser. But I think the most interesting thing is to have watched what happened in goal on this Sunday night, post the uh, referendum news, and it just dropped dramatically down to about 1150, maybe a little below that. And I think what was interesting is gold stayed at eleven $1, fifty, I think for about six hours. And it just seems to me that somebody just stood in there at eleven $1, fifty and said, Fine, you want to sell me gold? Just sell me gold. And then of course after a while I think maybe the, the short sellers just gave up and and they and the price rocketed right back up. We had a wonderful what they call a outside reversal in gold and we got back over twelve hundred dollars. And then it's sort it of been floating along at that level with some good days, some lots of good days. And then today we have the jobs report, which I, I can't imagine. Most people believe there really was 321,000 jobs created in November, knowing that uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, tends to have very odd ways of reporting things. You know. So there's hammering gold. Again. It'll be really interesting to see whether gold can deal with these sudden sell-offs that are obviously caused by somebody pressing a button has nothing to do with the physical gold market. And then the physical guys just come in and, uh, and take them on. Uh, there was a great interview, uh, a guy named Rob Kirby, who suggested that the real price of large chunks of physical gold was significantly above, uh, the paper prices on the COMEX, which I'm personally investigating. I've spoken to Rob about it and we're going to, I'm just going to try to see where that market really is. And, um, it's interesting that, you know, we get people selling, uh, 30 tons of gold in a minute and 40 tons of gold in a minute. You know, America Baric, uh, produces in total 20 tons in a year. And yet some guy in one minute pressing a button can sell 30 tons of gold. Well, who has 30 tons of gold? It's the largest producer in the world doesn't have 30 tons of gold. And it's all just paper gold. There's been so many articles written on the amount of paper gold that's out there. Wonderful article in Zero Hedge. You how there's this long uh, Nikai short gold trade going on, which I think bears a lot of um, analysis because it looks like there is some kind of policy that the Nikai goes up that somebody on the other hand is shorting gold, which is wonderful because it's a paper short. And we know in the physical market that the Chinese demand is very robust. The Indian demand is very robust. We got rid of the 80-20 rule, uh, which, by the way, it's kind of funny. We got rid of the 80-20 rule read on Thursday night last week, but gold went down on Friday. And of course, I said, well, gold went down because, you know, it's the month end and the paper guys want it down. But the fact is it was a very, very positive development, which is never allowed to, of course, impact the price of gold, but it was a positive development, and I think we're going to see very powerful numbers out of India and China and many, many other countries here. So I think, as I've explained many times before, the physical market, Is as strong as it's ever been, and sooner or later, the physical's going to win the day here. All these people, short paper gold, who couldn't possibly deliver, their water who's going to come here. So it's an interesting week. Uh, I hope that gold will rally off of this takedown here at 8.30 in the morning because of the jobs number, and and if it does, then I think we can finally see the effects of the physical market uh, having some more impact than the paper market has on gold.
0: So, Eric, likewise, let's move over and take a look at consumer numbers, particularly Black Friday. What are your thoughts on that? We definitely saw a lot of media coverage in regards to that. What are your thoughts on the outcome in terms of the numbers?
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting that, I mean, essentially, the Black Friday, the weekend sales were devastating. They were down 11%. I mean, it was just a horrible, horrible number. It's not even a recession number. It's a depression number. And I don't know whether it's because people shop before Black Friday or maybe people think they're going to shop after Black Friday. The fact is that uh, most middle-class individuals are tapped out. The one item that to me is the most significant item for the U.S. consumer is medical costs. And these medical costs, which are already the largest part of their spending, keep going up at double digits. And when you're Medical costs are already 20% of your income, and the costs go up by 10%. Your deductibles go up. You've already consumed whatever wage increase you're going to get by that year, because the typical wage increase is immediately two percent. Well, if you're 20% healthcare costs, there's nothing left over. The whole healthcare out of control situation in the states is weighing the average person who has you know low to medium income levels. So, I don't think the consumer has any way of holding this thing together. We keep getting data from for example, the, the teen retailers are all disappointing. Not only are sales down, but foot traffic is down. I mean, It's a statement about what's going on in the economy. It's not good. Uh, everyone keeps trying to tell us it's good. We keep seeing data out of Europe where the PMIs are weak, to Japan where they're in recession. Um, uh, China is slowing down. It's not, it's not weak yet. It's still growing, but it's uh, definitely slowing down here. So there's a very little... Likelihood that uh, that we have any economic recovery of uh, of any sort. But again, in fact, the Germans have I mean, just reduced their outlook for growth in 2015 and 2016 to something like one and one and a half percent. I mean, that is as meager as you can get it. And by the way, they're just forecasts, and most forecasts tend to be wrong of these matters. So. There's not much recovery going on. I think we should all take great comfort in the physicalness of gold and silver. Silver, for example, the Indians are buying huge amounts of silver. It's hard for me to even imagine the price of silver being down here. So uh, with the size of the buying going on in, in India. So I think we just got to hold it together, let let the boys play their games in the paper market, but uh, hope that the physical market wins the day.
0: So getting back to like... Today, I mean, what about the smash in gold this morning? we we looking at those numbers. What are your thoughts on that, Eric, as well?
1: Well, it's like all smashes, Jeff. It's kind of pre-programmed, right? People who are short gold want gold down. And that's why you get these unbelievable orders in the gold market to sell, as I said, 30 tons in a minute. I mean, nobody in their right mind would try to sell 30 tons in a minute if it was real gold. I mean, you're trying to get the best price, not the worst price. Short of gold after the Swiss referendum down to eleven fifty. I mean, I was so happy that 10 hours later they were out of pocket 50 bucks an ounce because they think they could push these things down. But some of these physical buyers are very resolute here. And uh, it's, it's just a game that's played every day. Huge amounts of gold being sold that couldn't possibly exist, but you're allowed to do it because you press a button. That's why, you know, I've always focused on the physicalness of gold and silver. All the data supports it. Uh, We have a sell-off here today. Of course, everybody knows jobs numbers. Gold is always vulnerable, which is the biggest joke of all time. And they're they're using these seeming opportunities to act in concert to knock the price of gold on. And it'll be very interesting to see where it closes today. I hope we uh, see a rally off these lows. We've already seen a bit of a rally off the lows, and I hope it uh, can carry on for the rest of the day.
0: Well, as usual, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here on The Weekly Wrap-Up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Okay, Jeff. All the best. Wonderful. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for The Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.